stand by. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicularist. Today within the Liberal Cube is uh, Video Games Day in which we discuss banana peels and their many, many uses. No, come on. There's being silly, but but that's just taking it to a ridiculous level. We discuss video games. Yes, that's right, on her video games day. It makes a sort of logical sense, even. Hmm. Something I say at the top of every show, although I feel on a her video games day it is not as important, but I say it nonetheless, and that is, there will be spoilers. Folks, this is your one and probably only spoiler warning. Another thing I like to say, which is even more important, I feel, is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No! That is just about as ridiculous and silly as banana peels and their many uses. The only payment I actually ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes because that is what helps others find the podcast. Those two acts. That will take us to our last piece of podcast-related business, which is, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Scrab Cakes, brought to you by Rupture Farms. Once again, today's sponsor is Scrab Cakes, brought to you by Rupture Farms. Delicious. I have today two, count of two, video games. These are the last two, uh, I believe we spoke about this last Her Video Games Day, that my sort of video game-ness will quite often follow the formula. I will buy a game, an actual factual disc game, uh, and then play through that, and then as I am playing through that, these sort of PlayStation Plus free games that they give out every single week will sort of build up, depending on how long it takes me and how many games they release that look at least potentially good. Uh, so, for example, I was playing Skyrim Legendary Edition, all the DLCs there, and as I was playing that, I believe it was five different games sort of built up uh, I did three last Horror Video Games Day. I'm going to do two today. And then we're moving on to purchased games. Just on that note, give you a little uh, little tease for next or, yeah, for next Horror Video Games Day will be games that I purchased in the Steam sale, the Steam Summer Sale, which uh, I highly recommend checking out because there's a lot of amazing deals. I paid... 20, uh, I'll probably bring this up again in the actual episode, but I paid under $25 for 
like six games and like full length, very very good so far games. So very impressed with their sale. They're they're sort of famous for their 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 sales. The good people over at Steam, famous for doing a. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've seen a bunch of uh, like little pictures making fun of it, little memes. I guess you could perhaps even call them. Oh, okay, well, while we're waiting to pass the world's slowest dump truck, I will just say that today, in fact, all of 10 seconds ago, uh, my TARDIS car reached uh, 44,444 kilometers on the old uh, odometer, so that's something. I'm not sure what it is, but it is something, and there's no denying it. Uh, anyways, yes, Steam sales is sort of famous, especially, I guess, their summer one for people saying, oh, well, going to spend a lot of time outside this summer, get a lot done, maybe do a little gardening, uh, get, get my water sports on, play a little golf. Oh, what's this? It's a Steam sale. And then it's, you know, three months later and you haven't left the house. <laughs> I like that thought. Because it's too hot outside. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, first game is Battlefield 3. That's uh, a pretty big-name title that they gave away for free, so uh, I was impressed, I guess, by that fact. Mm -hmm. I've kind of spoke before about how your Battlefields and your Call of Duties, I have played them, m multiple versions of them, multiple times in my life, and while playing them, I usually have fun. However, uh, I don't and cannot sort of make sense that it is a game people choose to play and play that only. This, it doesn't make sense to me when there's such a huge, 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 huge variety of different and, frankly, better games out there. So, uh, with that said, give my rating of 3-ish. Uh, I will say that I didn't finish this to completion because I wasn't really having much fun doing so. I think perhaps um, gooder, yes, I use the word gooder, gooder video games have ruined me for games such as this that sort of just follow a formula that we've done a million times. If you've been playing video games for as long as I have, uh, you've played this game a million times. The story may change slightly, the graphics are better, there's no denying that, but it's just kind of, uh, it almost feel, it doesn't feel like a chore, because I did have fun in the first, you know, four hours of playing, say, I played for. It's just, it kind of got, like, mm, you know what, I have another game waiting, I kind of want to get to that and see what it's about, so uh, I stopped. I may go back and revisit this game. Uh, I should say all I did try was the solo campaign because uh, I'm not a huge online gaming dude. Uh, again, I can use that sort of example of I have fun while gaming online and I do it every once in a while. However, it's not something that sort of calls to me to do uh, sort of ad nauseum. It doesn't help that quite often and I just mentioned this, people who play these style of games are sort of the only games they play, so they get pretty goddamn good at them. So when you go online and are dying, and then you die, and then, then you die again, then you die again, and uh, you're lucky to get a, a killer two in before you are murdered, uh, 
it's not always fun and can become frustrating. I've talked about frustration in video games that because I am not a professional video game reviewer, if I get frustrated, I will not play anymore because I don't have to. And you can't make me. Let me just see what my notes say. Game started on top of a subway. A little, uh, little battle on top of a subway, which I like. A little train top, subway top battling. That's always fun. No denying that. Then it sort of jumps uh, back in time to eight hours earlier. And that's uh, kind of what they did in this game, which uh, is at least a twist that makes it a little interesting. You're jumping between different times. Sort of the, the feel I got, and I don't know if this continues through, is you are being uh, kind of interrogated by the CIA. Not in a tortury way, just sort of tell us what happened kind of way. And then as you are telling your story, it'll sort of flash back to the story itself, and you'll play through that. So uh, it's an interesting idea, and uh, I think very, very smart, because it's it allows you to tell the story in a different way, which I appreciate. You're in the Middle East, fighting guys. <laughs> God. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things to say. You're, you're fighting on the rooftops. Uh, there's a little sniper action when you're on the rooftops should say, or I want to say, on that note, that whenever there's uh, sort of forced snipering in video games such as this, I always enjoy it. Uh, a lot of people I don't think do, but uh, I think it might have something to do with, I'm actually not too bad at uh, snipering things. Not too bad with the old sniper rifle, if you will. So uh, it's fun, it gives you sort of a sense of accomplishment being good at a particular aspect of a video game, and uh, just for me, it happens to be Sniper Ring. Uh, there's fighting other guys, uh, manning a 50 caliber gun on the back of a Humvee. That's, hey, that's fun. No denying that that kind of shit's fun. There's an air, oh yeah, that, this is something that I haven't done in a long time, which is a air battle. So fighting from a jet. Um, it's kind of funny on that note. The last game I played with air battle that I recall, I believe it was called Ace Combat 5. And that may have been for the PlayStation 2. Yeah, I think that was for the PlayStation 2. That game uh, had better aerial combat than this game. <laughs> so, that is kind of saying something. It's, it's just the fact that you are not controlling the plane, you're just controlling the gun. In Ace Combat 5, you were flying and controlling the gun at the same time, which makes for more excitement than sort of just sitting there and basically moving your cursor. It's kind of how it feels. You're just moving your cursor around the screen and putting it over bad guys and pushing a button. That's it. Uh, there's parts where you're bombing the ground. Uh, again, I've seen that in video games where it was more fun. In fact, there's a game on my iPhone where you're uh, up in a giant plane shooting zombies on the ground. Uh, I forget what that one's called, but that is more fun than this. So again, just sort of emphasizing that, meh, kind of not the most amazing thing. Uh, the one thing that made me curious about is in the multiplayer of Battlefield 3, uh, can you hop into planes and tanks and stuff like that? For some reason, I think you can. See, that kind of makes me want to check it out, so maybe I will. I will just leave it behind with saying two more things, which is sort of it's just mediocre middle of the road, which I already touched on. But the other thing is, it was pretty buggy, which was sort of my final frustration and slaw 
and straw even, my slaw and straw, was because it kept freezing, and then stopping, and then not moving forward, aka the freezing. So I'd have to turn off my PlayStation and start start over again, and sometimes lost progress and had to move back. It was just a bit of a pain in the ass on top of mediocrity, which made it not great. Uh, now I want to give it a two after saying that. But I already said three. So um, the rating is, I already gave it a three, but now I feel like I want to give it a two. But I can't, so it's three. That's the rating. Okay, so let's move on to game number dos, which is called Oddworld, colon, Munch's Odyssey. Aha! Another free on the PlayStation Network game. Uh, this is a game that I believe came out for the PlayStation 2 and uh, the PC quite a number of years ago. The graphics are not amazing, that being said, but they're not horrible. They're, I, I, I quite often don't care too much about graphics as long as I can tell what things are, which you can in this. Uh, for me, more important, story and gameplay. For example, just off the top of my head, what's that last game I played? Uh, Terraria. Yeah, I gave that a 5 out of 5, and it's 2D, pixelated, nothing to write home about looking graphics. Although it was kind of pretty, actually. Yeah, whatever, you know what I'm saying. This is, I believe, I tried to do a little research, but not enough, so that's why I'm saying I believe. I believe this is the third in a story of a, a group of aliens, I guess you could say. The first two starred an alien by the name of Abe, A-B-E, and it was sort of him versus a evil corporation. Corporation by the name of Rupture Farms in the first game, and then in the second game it was versus a brewery of some sort. I didn't write it down. Some sort of brewery that created addictive brew that uh, his people got addicted to, and he had to fight the brewery, and then there's in the first game with Rupture Farms, the uh, product had kind of a soylent green feel to it, feel to it, in that it was made from people! Uh, it's made of people! <laughs> uh, in this game, you apparently, and again, I will perhaps specify that I didn't finish this game either, because uh, it hit a... No, no, I, I, I just wanted to move on to my Steam games. The, the, the pull was too large. I think if Steam was not having sale, and I didn't have all these games available, I would have continued on, because I was having fun. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go 3 out of 5. It, uh, in the second game, and I'm pretty sure this would continue from out, you jump back and forth between Abe from the first two games and a new character by the name of Munch. Munch is pretty funny looking. He's got a giant head, kind of a pot belly, uh, suckers on a, suckers for hands, and uh, instead of feet, basically a flipper that he can swim around with and hop around with. He's kind of a, a cool, almost, somehow, I don't know how they did it, and I should maybe mention on that note, this series has a, as a whole has a very, very cool art style to it. And uh, all the monsters and creations and backdrops and everything are, are very artistically done, including uh, Munch, who, what I was just about to say is, somehow, some way, they've combined hideous and cute into one package. Uh, so I, I like that very much. Basically, it is combination of platformer, puzzler, uh, had a little bit of a feel of 
Banjo-Kazooie to me, if you remember that from way back when. It's kind of hard to pinpoint the exact gameplay adventure game. Uh, a, f a few things mixed into one. So, for example, Abe, because of his exploits in the first two games, his people sort of regard him very, very highly and will basically do whatever he says. So you have to kind of gather them from around the map to, say, open doors or fight bad guys. There was one part where I threw them because you could pick them up and throw them around. Although I should mention there that it was kind of hard to pick them up. Like, they tell you what button to push to push in order to pick them up. And sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't. So that kind of got frustrating. You pick them up and then throw them, throw them around. Uh, maybe throw them onto a pad where they would then sit in a sort of zen posture and chant. And their chanting would power various devices. Uh, cool, cool little ideals like that. Later on, scattered around vending machines. Uh, within the vending machines are products that give you sort of various abilities. So uh, that was interesting. Uh, eventually, when you take over for take over Munch, because you first start off taking over Abe, who is on a mission to save Munch, because Munch is sort of the last of his kind, or I guess rather the last of his kind in freedom. So that was kind of a sad beginning, because he's like swimming around this giant ocean, looking for all his buddies, and he's got a really sad and depressing voice as well. The voice acting in this is very, very good on that note. So he's looking for all his buddies, and everyone's gone! Then he too is captured, sort of the last of his kind. So Abe is given the task, and I should just say they're, they're two different species. Uh, Abe is given the task to rescue him from the evil laboratory. Or laboratory, but I think if you're going to say evil, go laboratory, because it sounds evier, more evil than laboratory. Yeah? You agree? You disagree? Let me know. Once you take over Munch and sort of free yourself from the initial restraints of the laboratory and start making your way out, he takes control of these little... Uh, the way I would describe them is a combination of Tribble uh, from Star Trek and a Critter from the movie series Critters. If you've never seen one of the movies from the movie series Critters, you're doing yourself a very large disservice. I believe Leonardo DiCaprio is in the first one, so you know it's going to be high, high quality. <sighs> Basically, little furry balls with giant teeth. That's what they are. You take control of those, have them do your bidding, whereas Abe was using his own species. They're kind of cool because you can say, okay, go attack that guy. And obviously, little fur balls that hop around with giant teeth are going to make short work of bad guys. Short work. And they are short. And it works. Which leads us to me stopping talking because I'm at work. And basically, that's where I stopped playing this game. You may be a little disappointed with uh, my talk of these two games, which I would understand because a professional would play them to their conclusion and uh, give you perhaps much more tidbits and info. But hey, um, er, uh, well, hi, um, yes. Oh yeah, oh, let's not forget that it's nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist.
We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper